We hope you enjoy this message from St. Martin C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. This morning, we want to celebrate dads. We want to celebrate everything that dads are good at. So this morning, I have a couple of thoughts for us to explore together. I'm going to apply this mainly to men and fathers, but I think this is applicable to you, whoever you are, and with whatever you're doing in life. This morning, I want us to have to think about Scripture and how Scripture sometimes uses an image of our lives being like the life of a builder. And the Bible often declares that as we live out our life, it can be compared to a builder. Jesus encourages listeners to make their life like a house built on the unshakable rock of attentive obedience to him. Paul talks about himself as a skilled master builder, building the church. Jesus compared his disciples to a workman desiring to build a tower, saying they should first sit down and count the cost. So today, I want to continue this metaphor as we consider the things we are building in our lives and in our families and how we can do them as well as possible. We're going to have a little bit of fun with this. We've got a few different uh, things as we go. Like Tim, I'm also working on a couple of dad jokes to build in the morning, into the morning. Jokes on construction. I have to hammer out a few of the kinks. I really want to nail the delivery. But if anything, I just don't want to screw it up. Okay, enough of that. Now, I'm no great builder. In comparison to many others in the church, I just dabble. I know people in our church who turn garages into bedrooms. Some people create their own sleepouts. Some make guitar pedals. Some are professional furniture makers or builders, engineers. Some go to Fiji and build homes for people. I can't do any of that. However, I do have at times the desire to build things. I built this workbench out of pallets and it's wonky, but it does a pretty good job. I like the process of building and creating. I enjoy the idea of taking some raw materials and making something useful, even beautiful out of them. Which is what I'm going to try and do a little bit this morning. I'm going to take some wood and I'm going to create something out of it. I have some tools and a bit of a plan and I'm going to try and create something this morning. As I do, dads, can I give you two encouragements today? Number one, build something. Now this is not just about uh, building things with wood, but it's actually about building something beautiful out of the raw materials we have in our life. To take the things that God has given us and to make something significant from them. To make something significant in our homes. This is copying our Heavenly Father, who is the ultimate master builder. And as we go to the very beginning, we see that God was a builder through His Word and also through His works. In the beginning, when God created, He did it by His Word. Day after day, God speaks and He creates new thing after new thing. Genesis 1 verse 3 says, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Creation is the work of His Word. Creation is also described as the work of His fingers. The psalmist in Psalm chapter 8 verse 3 says, When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you set in place. Through God's word and his fingers, God made everything. Then the psalmist says something amazing, reflecting on the full story of creation. He says that God didn't stop his creation. 
Instead, he looked for someone to carry on the work of building the world. In verse 6 of Psalm 8, it says, You gave humans charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority. God calls his creation to be part of his building work, to have charge of creation through our words and our actions. Our words, in a lesser but still really significant way, are acts of creation. They build the world around us. Our actions in big ways and small ways every day create the world we live in. So every day we are continuing the good work of creation. This includes students with our schoolwork, as employees in our workplaces, as moms and family members, and also today we really want to talk about dads. We have the opportunity to take the raw materials that God's given us and to make something useful and good out of this. Don't get the wrong idea here that you need to make something perfect. Often we start a building project with intricate plans and drawings and a complete picture of what it will look like at the very end. However, life's not like that. Whether building and creating or playing games and sports, dads love to do things well. Some guys aren't made for building. They will do something different, like design, or do IT, or garden, or cook. And some guys like to do well, and they're good at, as our kids have said, in competition. It's been said if dads don't think they can win, they won't play. I think this is the reason so many men get nervous about the idea of uh, committing to marriage and even being a parent. Here is a project that you can't plan for. Here is a game that you don't know that you will win. You're not in control of the outcome, and it can be scary. Parenting is a bit like a top-class sports game. Being a dad is hard work. We can't always do it as well as we want to. And if we can't win at it, should we even try? My dad loved chess, and he brought that love along to us as kids as well. A few years ago, my brother went to Rome and brought me back this amazing alabaster chess set. It is a beautiful piece of workmanship. For a while, it's been in a number of different places. My office, a cupboard, a duvet bag. I decided I wanted to make a box for it. I had a very rough idea of what I wanted to do and drew that, but it was only as I began to do the different steps that I could figure out what I was supposed to do next. There was trial and error. I had to learn a lot of new techniques and buy some new tools. There were cuts and recuts. Some bits didn't come together the way I hoped. I had to rethink some aspects of it as I went. Eventually I finished, and whilst it is as heavy as a pile of bricks and not as beautiful as one you would buy at a shop, it is something I've created, and it is good. Our families are a bit like that. We try things and we get it wrong, but we don't give up. We go back to the drawing board and we tweak it until we get it right. We will not get our families perfect, but there will be something we create. They can be something good. So can I ask you, what are you doing to build today? In your life and in particular in your family, are you creating something that's not perfect, but that you're proud of through your words, your action and your time? Today I want to encourage dads in their homes and in their worlds to be builders, to build something good, make something long-lasting with the people around us, through our words, through what we choose to focus our time on, and through the works of our fingers. Too often the works of our fingers is scrolling through Facebook or some other app. 
but we can create so much more. Give your, give your life to building something significant. It doesn't have to be perfect. And the second thing we want to talk about this morning is that we need to build it for God. We need to build something. Then we need to make sure that we are doing it for God. Trusting the one who is the builder of everything and making sure we build something that is for him and not controlling everything. So we come out on top at the expense of God's plan. Another game my dad taught me to play was the game of 500. I remember one particularly memorable game where I was playing with my brother Dave against my dad and my brother Daniel. It was a pretty fierce game. And after one particularly tricky hand, uh, my brother and I both left the room. Now, unbeknownst to us, throughout this game, my dad and my brother have been cheating. They've been doing things like table talk. Table talk is where you su uh, suggest to your partner what cards you might have in your hand. So if you have spades, you might say something like, I really dig this hand. Or if you say something like, I feel this is going to go well for us. Then you might have some hearts. My dad could be a bit sneaky about such things sometimes. I remember one time I even thought my dad might be a roadworks thief. First I couldn't believe it, but when I got home the signs were all there. Anyway, back to this game. And in this game what had happened when we left the room is my dad and my brother had managed to get all of the good cards. The aces, the kings, the queens and the joker. And they were going to call the equal highest call in 500, 10 no trumps. I came back into the room and I looked at my cards and I could not believe it. It was the worst possible hand that I think I've ever had. However, in 500, there is another call that is just as good and also unbeatable in 500. It's the call of open Mazir. Mazir is where you choose and you try to lose every trick you play. Open Mazir is where you do the exact same thing, but you do it with your cards on the table. And so I called Open Mazir. And I played my cards one at a time, and I lost them all, winning my team 520 points and the game. It was at that point that my brother told me that they'd cheated, that they'd actually given themselves all of the best cards. Man, that was satisfying. Dads like to win. It's good to put them in their place sometimes. Now that's fine for a game like cards, where you can just be a little bit sneaky. But I wonder if sometimes we try and do the same thing in life. We try and control it. We try and make sure that it's all going to work out well for us. But we need to remember, we're not in control. God is. We need to do things for Him and for his glory alone. Winning, succeeding, is not just about us getting everything that we want or doing our best. It's about what God is doing in us. It's about what God is doing through us. Think about the Tower of Babel for a minute. There was nothing wrong with building a tower in the, day, the way that they did, but it was who they were building it for. Genesis 11 verse four says, then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. They wanted to make a name for themselves. They didn't want to reflect God's image. They didn't want to rule on his behalf. 
They wanted to create something that was all about them. If we're not careful, we can do the same thing. It sneaks up on us. We start with good intentions and we work hard and we work hard and work hard until we realize we're only building something for our own advantage, for our own glory. We need to build for Him. As we build something worthy of the gifts we've been given, we need to remember a simple truth. Hebrews 3 verse 4. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. The writer to the Hebrews is revealing to us a crucial truth for our world. Before we get too personal, let's consider what this is and what this means. In the book of Hebrews, the author is talking about how Moses is important, but Jesus is so much greater. Verses 5 to 6, Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. But Christ is faithful as the son over God's house. We are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. The story here is that Jesus the son is greater than Moses the servant, and he was fulfilling all that was being worked out in history. It all came together in Jesus. God who created the world kept building it through the work of Jesus and he has built something great. God is the builder of everything, including his church. We can trust him to be the one who will make something out of history. Just as we can trust God to build something good out of history, we can trust him in our own lives to build something with our families. Because after all, God is the one who is building our house. God is the one who is building our life, not us. He is the builder of all things. He can make something great where we often cannot. I once was a drill operator. It was boring. So here we are, all finished. This is the house that we are building. Now, if I'm honest, maybe it didn't quite turn out Quite as well as I would have hoped. There are some pretty rough edges and not everything's square and it didn't quite come together. But that can be a little bit like our lives. Sometimes we've just got to make the most of what we can with what we've been given, with our skills, our abilities and the raw materials in front of us. God has given us great gifts like that chess set my brother gave me and we can choose to build something good out of it. So dads, today let me encourage you. You are doing good work. You are doing important work. Build something and build it for God. As we close today, we're going to sing a song about building our life on the foundation of God. We're going to sing about how worthy he is and how he alone can make something great out of our lives. Before we do that, let me pray for you. Lord, today, I want to thank you for all the dads who are listening to this. I want to thank you for everybody who's listening to this. May we know that you are the builder of everything. And we can trust you to have control of our lives, to have control of our families. We pray today, God, that you would come and meet us where we are. And you would take us more into your presence, that we might know you that we might choose to live for you. And in doing so, God, we would build something good.
pray that blessing on everyone listening. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit c3chch.org.